Hey friends, it's Chris Shiflett, and I want to tell you about my brand new show, Shred with Shifty. So when I was coming up, we didn't have the internet to learn all my favorite Randy Rose licks or whatever, but we do now. And if you're like me, you probably spend a lot of time watching people online explain things like pretty close to right, but not quite right, because, you know, nobody's ever going to get it exactly like the record. So it occurred to me, what if I could go to the source and talk to the artists who actually played the solos on the actual records and have them explain it to me? And that, my friends, is how Shred with Shifty was born. Check out this stellar lineup for our first season. We got guests like Alex Lifeson from Rush, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer, Mike McCready from Pearl Jam, Niall Rogers, Blake Schwarzenbach from Jawbreaker, Brad Paisley, Richie Sambora, Charlie Starr from Blackberry Smoke, John Osborne from Brothers Osborne, Lindsay L., Brent Mason, and many, many more. So get ready to rip right here on Shred with Shifty, coming soon. Follow Shred with Shifty at volume.com slash shifty or wherever you get your podcasts to get a front row lesson from your favorite guitar heroes. Huge fan. I'm so glad you got to do this rundown with us today. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for coming down. It's a total honor for me. So. Oh, well, great. Well, great. Well, um, let's jump into this guitar. I've seen, I've seen you on Gold Tops, and I don't. Well, tell me about this. I'm saying too much. Yeah, this is. Uh, th so this is my number one. Uh, it is built by a guy named Alex Sorokin in Edmonton, Alberta, and I have a few of his guitars. The first one that he built for me was, uh, we'll say, is a little more traditionally shaped. P P90s, right? And it has P90s yeah, in it. Yeah, I, I, that's the one I, I've seen you with before. Yeah, yeah, and that was my main touring guitar for a long time, but he was gently asked to uh, uh, cease making that shaped guitar. <laughs> All right. And so, so this, is, this is sort of the result. Uh, uh, graciously, he was... Uh, he was, yeah. It was a gentle suggestion, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. This is so. This is this is sort of his new shape. It's called a pluma, and um, yeah, it's got Ron Ellis pickups in it. And um, Alex is just a, a master builder, and he has uh, nothing but respect for sort of the tradition of these guitars. So oh yeah, um, yeah, and it just feels feels great and. 
Yeah. Hey, tell me, on that bridge, is that the Joe Glazer design bridge, do you know? No, this is actually something that we came up with ourselves. Oh, okay. Uh, because of the string gauges and the tuning that I use, um, the, the sort of traditional bridge uh, definitely doesn't work, but, but the sort of normal standard tuning compensated bridge yeah. also doesn't work. So I was using just a, a guitar with a standard tunomatic bridge, yeah. and I went and I measured the distances, and then we sent it to a guy who, who does um, sort of CNC designs. Really? And uh, he helped us come up with this. Um, the guy from Mojo, Mojo? Oh, sure, yeah. Mojo? yeah. Yeah, Mojo Tune, yeah. Yeah, and so he, he helped us draw up this, this sort of design. And then he said, I want nothing to do with making these because they're a pain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we had, we had them made, and, and uh, it's, it's still not perfect, uh, but it's a lot better. God, that's great. So you're, okay, so just to back up a little bit, is, is it a kind of a shortish scale? Well, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a standard Gibson scale length. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is, is I, I tune down to open C, and I use big baritone strings yeah and for whatever reason it just doesn't intonate with a standard sure. intonation curve and i mean like i don't even understand why yeah but and a lot of a lot of sort of like luthiers that i've talked to about it said it doesn't make sense that it would be different yeah but it is and so this this crazy intonation curve is what winds up working for us oh, um, that's great but yeah yeah it's a rabbit hole that we meet alex and i both felt very far down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, the results paid off. That's, yeah, good for you. I mean, it, we, the, the goal is just to have it play in tune for the most part. So once you had that bridge designed, did you then go back and retroactively put it on your other gold top? Yep, my other, uh, my other gold top has one, and then I also have a, a, a junior in this shape that yeah. Alex built that also has that. So, oh, yeah. how cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, okay, great. Was it, now, moving away from P90s into the humbuckers, what... Just, what was that all about? Just well, you know, we, different? Or? Alex and I decided, he, he called me one day like a couple years ago and said, I have enough wood from the same billet that my other gold top, affectionately named Goldie, was made from. Would you want to do another guitar? I was like, well, absolutely. Yeah. Especially if it's the same chunk of wood. Like, it's yeah. going to be brilliant. Got to. Yeah, have to. Yeah. So, so we, we did that, and, he, and he, this was sort of before he decided to do the new shape. And at that point, he said, well, should we do humbuckers? So you have P90s and humbuckers. And I kind of said, yeah, I mean, like, I love the P90s, but every now and then it's just you get into the wrong room and they're really noisy. Right. So these kind of solve that problem. They're, and they're beautiful. They're the Ron Ellis uh, LRPs. Yeah. And he, that guitar sounds great, man. Oh, yeah. thanks. It's, it's funny how, like, humbuckers, when they're the right ones, God, they're so great. Yeah, yeah. and I, like I think I, I, I'm very fortunate. I've ha I've been able to play a lot of sort of golden era Gibsons, sure. and the first thing that you notice playing real PAFs is is how they're not super focused in the mid range the way like sort of more right. modern humbuckers are. Yeah. they're a lot more open, yeah. a lot more, a lot brighter. So, right. uh, and uh, near as I can tell, the Ron Ellis humbuckers are kind of as close as I've heard to the real thing. Yeah. Um, but they feel great under the fingers. Like Ron, I don't know what kind of magic sauce he's putting in there, but they, but they just, they feel so good. Yeah. So. Okay, that's great. Okay, yeah. this is a strong start. Now, what else, guitar-wise, are you carrying with you? Yeah, uh, I have, right now I'm traveling with two other guitars. I have um, a mule caster made in Saginaw, Michigan by uh, my dear buddy, Matt Ike. Yeah. And yeah, 
So it's Ooh, cool. Everything. I mean, except for the benders, of course. He sort of makes makes everything by hand. The pickups he built. Um, wow. And it's really cool. And so the first tune in our set list is a song called Forgiveness, and I I played this guitar on that song, and the benders are a big part of the hook. So. I can't play that song on literally any other guitar. So this guitar comes along to play that tune and a couple other ones. Perfect. And uh, now, is that a metal body? Yeah. Here, you just feel it. Ooh! Wow. Yes, yeah. yeah, I didn't expect that at all. His his newer his newer builds are quite a bit lighter. This is one of the earlier ones, so it's pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, wow, man. It's also heavy in tone, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, um, let's hear that bad boy. Great, man. It's a cool guitar. It's a very cool guitar. Yeah. Um, and I just love, man, you just never run out of ideas. That is so great. Oh, thanks. Oh. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so that's, so that's the, that's. And uh, this one's tuned to D? This one is tuned to D. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's right. That's right. Um, and it's got flats on it, uh, which I really like. I like, yeah. yeah, but they're hard, obviously hard to find. Yeah, flat wounds in the gauges that I like. So. But you never got to change them. <laughs> that, that's true. Literally, these, these these strings have been on this guitar for a horrendous amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I have flats on a Gretsch that I, I need a tetanus shot before I pick it up. They've been on there so long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, no truer words have been spoken. It's like whatever you do, wash your hands after yeah, you play right, that guitar. Right. Yeah, uh, and now, then what is this sexy this, thing? This is a Novo baritone. Uh, that I am using on this on this run. Wow. a good one it's like you just want to play this chord all day long oh yeah 
Yeah. So what are you tuned to? Is it down to B? This is tuned to A flat. Okay. Don't ask me why. Well, actually, because there's a tune off of our first, or off our most recent record that I played on a baritone, and uh, it's in E flat, but I tuned it to A flat so I can. Sure. So that's kind of originally why uh, this thing is tuned in A flat, but I was just capoed at the first fret to play in C yeah. or A minor. But um, yeah. So, so is this a custom build for you or is this something that they have in their line? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. I hope I'm not letting the cat out of the bag. So sorry, Novo, <laughs> if I'm ruining your launch yeah. of your new guitar. Yeah. Ruin it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're setting it, man. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, an exclusive. Yeah, right. Premier guitar. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Uh, no. So a, a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine, works for Novo and said, "Hey, you want to take one of these things for a spin?" And absolutely. So, oh. yeah. And, Fabulous. And it is beautiful. I, I think these pickups are Lawlers, I believe. Okay. Um, and they're they're really beautiful sounding. Like they're quite bright um, in a really nice way Oh, that's great. Yeah, kind of never want to stop playing chords on it. Yeah, yeah. love it. Now, what strings are you using? Or, uh, I, I imagine they're different. I don't know, is it the same brand for all? Three yeah, or? yeah, yeah. So I use Stringjoy strings, and I, I, I've been using their strings forever. And originally, I was introduced to them because they do custom gauges. And so when I first started doing the open C thing, I would literally buy, like, three or four sets of strings and put together. I started with like a standard D'Addario baritone set and then, you know, the bottom felt good, but the top was too slinky. So I just experimented and landed on this very bizarre hybrid. And so I reached out to them and said, hey, what's the biggest plain string you do? They were like, we do a 24. I'm like, sweet. Perfect. So yeah. I, I don't go that high. I, I haven't, on, on the gold top, the highest is, is 19. I don't remember what the gauges are for this, but that's the thing about those guys is that they like, you can kind of say, hey, I like, um, I like 11s in E. What would be a comparable set of strings for D? And they'll plop it into their sort of computer and say, this is, this is what we think would be comparable. So I said, yeah. I want to tune a baritone down to A flat. What would feel the most like what I have on my gold top? And they said, we got you. So I have no idea what are on this guitar. And, but it I was hope accurate? I don't break a string. So when you got it, was it accurate? Like Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, feels, it feels really, really good. I mean, it's got a plain B string, which is hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, you know, tuned down this low, uh, uh, plain strings can get really, really funky sounding. Yeah. And the, big, the bigger the gauges, like the, the harder it is to make them sound good. So a lot of times if that, I use a plain third string on my regular guitar, and so this is kind of plain second string. Um, but I don't know, I'm just a sucker for punishment, I guess. Oh, man, yeah. So, it, it's, so when did you like get into the whole like low alternative tuning thing? The only time I've seen you play, I think, in E was on like some Carter vintage guitar yeah. demos you did, which 
Those are so great. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Those, those were very good for me. They, yeah, uh, they, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was amazing playing. I mean, oh, that was thanks. great guitar playing. I mean, you just like give a guy a good guitar, hey. I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I started doing the, the low tuning thing. A friend of mine is a great, great, great slide guitar player, guitar player in general out of Toronto named Champagne James Robertson. If you don't know who he is, check him out. He's great name. one of my favorite guitar players. He played with an artist named Lindy Ortega for a long time and, and many, many others, but, but he's just a beautiful guitar player. And we met at a festival at home in Canada. And I had my 60s Deluxe with me, and he was about to plug into one of the backline amps, and I said, hey, man, you want to use my amp instead? He's like, oh, I don't know, man. I might blow it up because I use this low tuning. I was like, just take it. Just yeah, use it. I want to hear it. you play through it. <laughs> and, uh, and we made very, very fast friends, and he, so he, he introduced me to that tuning. Um, so it's basically just open, D but down, or open E but down two full steps. <laughs> and so I, I, I plunked around on his guitar for an hour or two, at the festival, and then a couple weeks later, I texted him and was like, "Hey man, would it like would it weird you out if I if I borrowed that tuning from you?" And he's like, "Well, it wasn't mine to begin with. Go for it." <laughs> so, I got it. I got it from him, and I've I've sort of discovered that there are actually quite a few other people who have been using that tuning for a long, long time. But uh, but that's where I originally got it. And yeah, it just kind of like I played I played a guitar in that tuning, and and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I I remember actually I I. I decided, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tour with this tuning, and we got two shows in, and I was feeling kind of uncomfortable. And we were playing this venue called the Milk Boy in in Philadelphia, and I changed all my strings back to like a standard set of strings for E, and I played two notes and was like, nah, and I changed them back, <laughs> and then and that's that's probably that was it. That's it. Yeah. Burn the ships. That's You're not right. going back. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's yeah. great. Okay. Well, cool. Let's well, let's talk about your amps and pedal board. Maybe. Uh, Maybe, uh, okay, we'll start with, with that signature two rock in the middle, right? Yeah. That signature two rock, I did a demo of it. Man, it was like the best tremolo, two tremolos in the world. Let's hear all about this madness. Yeah, so I mean, it started out, I, I was playing on a record in LA and I had posted something on Instagram and Josh Smith sent me a message and was like, hey man, I like your guitar playing. You should, if you have some time off, you should come and hang out at my studio. I was like, oh man, Josh Smith just texted me on the internet. <laughs> uh, so I went, to, I went by his studio and he kind of gave me a tour and we sat down to do some playing and he plugged me into his Two Rock TS1 that they had built for him. And it was like, was like the, the sound I had been looking for. <sighs> and so I, you know, after we hung out for a bit, I was like, man, you gotta, you gotta, make an intro for me yeah so i called uh eli from two rock and said you know hey i would love to get one of these things that kind of blew my mind um you know can we make something happen and he, eli sort of said yeah what, like what are you after it's just whatever you did with josh's amp that's that's that that's what i'm after yeah maybe with reverb because josh's didn't have reverb or no it did have reverb but it didn't have a master volume Anyway, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and, and Eli was kind of like, come on, man, be a little more adventurous. So I just sort of described something. He said, well, we're making a new amp called the Bloomfield Drive, and I think that we can maybe customize it a little bit and make it kind of sit somewhere between what the production line Bloomfield is going to be and something kind of like what Josh's amp is. And, uh, and it was phenomenal. And, but in that conversation, I was like, I'm super into brown face fenders. Like, what, what are the chances that we could try to do, like, harmonic tremolo in there? And, uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, no chance. It's like, there's a reason Fender stopped doing it. It's yeah. hard circuit to make. It's expensive. 
it's a pain in the ass. It's uh, it's a great sound, but yeah. pro like probably no. It's like, okay, no problem, you know. Uh, and then fast forward a few years later, and I think he and I kind of really bonded over that those like sort of early '60s Brown Fenders. And a couple of years later, he was like, "Okay, man, let's do it. Let's let's let's. I, I you know I want your feedback. Let me know." I said, "Okay, cool. That's great. Like, what what do, what do you think you're gonna call it?" He was like, "Well, what do you think about the Joey Landry signature?" And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "My whole childhood flashed before my eyes." And, yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of how this thing was born. And uh, we tossed around a lot of ideas. There was a few a few prototypes, but he he sent me the the first prototype was very. Um, early concert, so like really mid-rangey and really really cool. But it was kind of like oh, I've, I really missed the 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 like heavy two rock vibe that the, my Bloomfield had. Tremolos were perfect. He nailed them like the like the two rock guys nailed them like right out of the gate. But we so we worked on the preamp for a while. It's kind of what I'm trying to say. And we yeah. eventually he he sent me a second prototype and it was like oh this is this is really happening. He's like okay send it back. I'm going to clean it up, and 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 then he called me one day and said, "I, th I think I think we've we've made something very special here." Um, so he sent me the third prototype, and I plugged it in, and like, <laughs> like, legitimately shed a tear. Oh, that's great. It's like it's beautiful. <laughs> um, but yeah, See, so we worked a, on it a long time, and that's great, man. That's a great origin story that it came through Josh, who's just my God, what an amazing oh, man he is, <sighs> such a. Great guitar player. So great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I definitely uh, don't belong playing guitar side by him, but <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'll well, work on it. You know, you're great too. Oh, you're a different kind of great. Stop it. <laughs> uh, this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So that's that's kind of how that was born. And and. Uh, well, let's yeah. hear those. Can we hear an A B of those two tremolos? Kind of what you're doing yeah, yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because that to me that is like this. That is the secret weapon that. You'd never want to turn off. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, so this is the this is just a preamp. Love it. So great. So good. Maybe maybe a little too chewy, but Oh, there is no too chewy. And then here's here's the uh, bias. you can have them both on at the same time which yeah. is right just makes us the best soupy mess oh yeah yeah do you ever just get vertigo and fall over when you're falling you're like <laughs> i never you, listen that, you should never put them both on at the same time unless you have good insurance <laughs> yeah right yeah okay well, uh, that is great. Okay, love that amp. Now the other two, let's hear about that. Yeah, so the other two, 
are are just handling the wet effects and let me what's the most so you're you're coming dry out of your signature just the only effect on that is reverb and the and the trims and the trims yeah okay? that's right and then all, everything else from the mothership is going to the yeah exactly okay. so okay. let me It's pretty washy, but yeah. uh, okay. So, so you, so you're, so the the main one, your signature is always on. Yeah. And and the other two, are they on just when the effects are on, or just just reverbs, delays, and then other kind of weirdness like the, that little micro looper thing. Yeah. Just comes out of the wet. Yeah. Tabs. Oh, so, that's great. And, yeah. And what models are those? They're the... Those are the studio signatures. Okay. Yeah, and so they're like a lower wattage, um, obviously considerably smaller. Yeah. Uh, 112. And they, I mean, they are killer little amps. So part of the, part of the appeal is that, you know, whenever we have, if we're going to go and do like a quick press video or something, I can just grab one of those right. little guys and take that, take that in and we don't have to unpack the entire van and, and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, this is a good segue into this board. Let's hear all about what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's excessive. <laughs> sure. Uh, and it's very, very heavy and it's incredibly impractical, <laughs> but it's my band. And yeah. so yeah. I right. do what I want. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like, I, I carry this. I mean, the, the, the guys, obviously there, there are nights when, you know, we get stuck at the merch table and the guys will tear down. But usually whenever the pedal board comes out of the van, I'll go, guys, I got this. Yeah. Cause it's, it's my burden. But, um, the main, the main thing is like my, my dry sound is, essentially just this Maxon SD9, which I love. Um, yeah, let's, okay, let's hear that. Sure. Because uh, uh, right now you've been running sans that the whole... Yeah, that's right. right. That's great. What I really like about it is how well it cleans up. Yeah. It gets pretty hairy. Yeah. Um, but it also gets it cleans up really nice. Oh yeah. 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 Very ampy. Very ampy, yeah. yeah. And it's it's kind of one of those pedals I think it's gotten a bad reputation, but um ah. but I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the other things that are kind of in that main drive chain are the two fuzzes. So I've got this. Now, is that your high road signature fuzz? This is the this is the bonk machine, oh, okay. which is something that I've been working on with Dan from Dan Drive. Oh, great! Um, and it's it's sort of our our take on a zonk machine. So like a okay. uh, yeah early kind of tone bender kind of vibe. Sounds great. Yeah, it's cool. And then this is this is the uh, the high road. And it's kind of like, 
oh, yeah. hissing away. Oh yeah. Um, but it's 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 kind of voiced like a, a kind of a fuzz face, so it gets um, it gets that really sort of saturated big. Oh yeah, yeah, like it is exploding. That's... It is exploding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, love that. What's next? Uh, there's a bunch of stuff on here that I almost never step on. Um, but Tell our, us your faves. Tell us the ones you're using regularly, and 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 you're controlling it all through the uh, gig. Uh, through the gig rig, yeah. Gig rig, okay. Yeah, and so yeah, okay, kind of kind of walking through your signal chain a little bit. Okay, so guitar goes in to the Goodwood audio box. Okay. Comes into the switcher, goes through the first uh, basically ten loops. So the drives, the fuzzes, any of the modulation. Um, they all go through the the dry amp so like okay. that's the emperor emperor okay this is the fairfield shallow water Another weird little modulator guy. Yeah, great. What a great weird sound. That oh is. man, it is awesome. Uh, and it's uh, it's not one that I step on often, but it's usually one that when I step on it, it gets left on for a little bit too long. Oh yeah, what, what's that called again? It's called the Shallow Water, made by Fairfield uh, Circuitry. Oh, yeah. let's hear that again. That's great. Here, maybe I'll kill some of the drives so you can kind of hear. I don't know, uh, it's all great. I love. I love it all. God, that's so weird. It is so weird, right? Yeah. One of the things that it does is it has a low pass gain. Because oh. I guess the circuit has a little bit of noise built into it. So his solution was to like basically, or low, low pass gate. So there's like a low pass filter that's on a gate that's activated by your signal. So it like opens up the filter and then closes it, I, I think, I, you know, yeah. somebody can correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, but it gives you this really like, almost like envelope filter, but really subtle. Yeah, it is, it's, it's. And if I turn up the, the mix all the way, you can really hear it. Oh yeah, that almost gets it to like, Jerry Garcia land. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. But yeah, it's uh yeah, it's a Don't beauty. Get, does that gate jack with you when you're playing slide when you're going for like a cuz I I find sometimes those will like kill a note when you don't want it yeah to ring. i mean but that's kind of the nice and i mean that's why i don't always step on it yeah. because it's such a character sound right. but Th th and that's kind of the, the sort of inspiration behind this board when I built it was really like, I, I just want stuff that every now and then if I need something to like, you know, if I'm getting distracted, I need something to snap me out of it. Yeah. I'll step on something interesting that's going to make me play differently and kind of bring me back into the moment. Sure. That so that's kind of what a lot of this stuff, like my main signal path is the SD9 into the amp, maybe with a little bit of slap delay. Yeah. And there are nights when that's like all... I'll use. Sure. But then sometimes it's like, you know, you, it's, maybe it's a tough crowd or it's a tough room and you just need a little something extra. I'll step yeah. on something weird and, yeah. you know, I have, a, I have a ring modulator for the exact same reason. Oh, yeah. You know. So weird. Who needs that? <laughs> Me, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
there's a sound I really like out of this. Excuse me while I tune my ring modulator. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like... It just oh. does, it does all kinds of weird stuff. And again, it's like, not something I'm going to use every day, but. So great when you do. Okay. Yeah. Show us more stuff. What other Easter eggs are hiding in here? Yeah. The other thing that I really, really like uh, and is kind of weird and doesn't get used a lot is this generation, generation loss. Actually, it's not true. It does get used a lot, but it's very subtle. And it's like a tape machine simulator. And okay. so it just kind of it brings instant like nostalgia. It does these weird like, and it's only on the wet effects, so it doesn't. It's not affecting the dry, and it's sort of my effort to kind of separate the wet effects from the dry signal. Let sure. it kind of do some weird ambient stuff. Oh yeah. God, it sounds like a soundtrack. I know, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, like, like I'm watching a movie. That's so great. That's kind of what I like about it. And you can, you know, it obviously does presets and MIDI and all that stuff. So you can have it be a little more subtle or whatever. So yeah. for certain certain tunes, that is over the whole wet sort of section of the rig. You love it. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of fun. Again, it's like it's just sort of in effort to remain sort of present while you're playing, you know, because right. especially like for us, we, we build a set list, we'll play the same set list night after night, and it's really easy to kind of get sort of stuck in the feedback loop. So I'm always trying to build things into the rig that are going to keep me sort of present and not distracted and playing with the guys and, yeah. you know, and also hopefully not staring at my feet. <laughs> you know? Right, so. right. Okay, well... Show us some more things. Is there something else hidden in here we haven't covered? Um, well, the only thing that I haven't and is is the blooper, which I haven't at all been using on this tour. But what I've done in the past is like um, I, I preload it with like certain samples from tracks from our record. Oh. So it's like it's it's a it's not quite live looping because I'm sort of cheating. Yeah. But like certain sounds that I can't recreate any other way. Um, I'll just hit play on a preset and it'll yeah. play like a little guitar part way off in the distance kind of sure. thing. But, well, but I don't have a, anything like that queued up, so I don't know, it, know why I'm telling yeah. you guys about it. Okay, well, well I, I, <laughs> sorry, I awkwardly asked the question. But, but, you know, in a three-piece like this, just you got to cover a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what started the, the, the wet, dry, wet madness was like, how can I make as much noise um, and cover as much ground in a fun way that's like exciting and right and and I mean like we've done and we absolutely can do shows where I don't have any of this junk yeah yeah and um, I've, I've seen you do that so yeah and it's sure. amazing yeah but th this is a bit of a new era and it's just a lot of fun and I'm I, I I think like 
part of it is like I've had more fun conceptualizing some of the sounds yeah. than even using them, you know. So it's like it's just all the, all in an effort to stay inspired yeah. and uh, and spend any disposable income that I have. <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> saving. Yeah. <laughs> future me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, never heard of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last thing I want to ask about was that your volume pedal, which I think is also doubling as a kind of an effects. Uh... Yeah. So I have this little two knob box is something that I built. It's oh, just really? it, it's just a couple of pots on a TRS jack. So that's used to control all the wet effects go into this box, and this oh. is just a parallel mixer, so I can turn them up. Just with your... Or, ah. ki or kill them. Oh, that's great. Just turn yeah. the big knob with your foot. That's right. And hope for the best. Yeah, good luck, yeah. <laughs> good luck everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And then the volume pedal I actually have hooked up to the Condor, which is what gives me the, the low-pass sweep. Okay. And then I can also set it up to be just volume. Beautiful, man. Yeah. This, yeah. And who makes that volume pedal? This is this is just a, a, a Dunlop VP Junior, but it's um, it's modified by this guy named Sh whose company's called Schnobeltone. So he like puts a buffer in the tuner or oh. bu a buffer in the volume pedal, and then installs a tuner into the treadle. So oh, wow. this is like the Sonic Research tuner. And it's it. I, the thing I like the best about it is that it's a two-in-one, so I don't have to try and find space on here for a tuner. It's just there. Right, right. And it's a good tuner. It's yeah. Not, it's not a crappy tuner. So. And the last thing, last ingredient. What slides are you using? Uh, yeah, these are these are the ones that I use. They're made by a company called the Rock Slide, and this is actually my signature slide. Hey. hey. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I've, I've been working with Danny at the rock slide for a very long time. And like I, I emailed him to help me find slides because there was only, he only had one Canadian dealer and it wasn't, it was like nothing within 1600 miles of right. where I live. It's a I big live. country. It's a, yeah, it's, it's big. A, it's <laughs> very, very big. Uh, so I emailed him and said, hey, you know, this is my dilemma. I love your slides. I found them on the road. I can't find them anywhere. And I lost, I lost the one that I bought. I actually bought it in Nashville million years ago and I lost it and emailed him and, and he said well I'll just I'll send you a box if you send me some CDs from your band and so I did and then he, he emailed me like a year and a half later was like this is really embarrassing but the, all those CDs you sent me I'd never listened to uh, until like yesterday and uh, I really like your band <laughs> and, uh, and so yeah and we've been, I mean he's always been good to me but it was just a bit, bit of a funny part of the story and so you know very similar to the two rock thing you know, a year or two after we sort of started working together, he said, you know, what if, what if we customized it a bit and put your name on it? And so that's kind of how this was born. But I've been using these, these slides since probably 2009, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Great. So they're killer. Great. Well, hey, man, thank you so much for joining us today. Great hearing you play. Great, you know, taking us through this whole deal. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming and doing it. It's a dream come true, to be honest. All right. So well, y'all, till next time.